0: for 20% off. The truth on the Houndsman XP podcast network is fueled by joy. Joy dog food has been in business for many decades since the 1940s. They've never had a recall. They only use 100% American made products to bring you a dog food formula that is going to keep your hounds on their feet and performing at a high level. Late round bound, the next bear race, the next cat race, whatever you got going, Joy can keep your dog fueled up. I personally feed Joy for this reason. They are not afraid to get in the trenches and get in the fight. They will show up at a local meeting where people are trying to pass tethering laws or uh, breeders bills or whatever and put their name on that and put their reputation on the line to support us. So, find Joy Dog Food on the internet, find that dealer locator, find a dealer near you. Go to joydogfood.com and keep those hounds fueled by joy.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. And today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by... My friend, Mr. Bobby Merchant. I got him all tangled up in the cords right there. We just got done <laughs> hunting, Bobby. We had a pretty good hunt.
2: Yeah. Trixie treated a couple of coons. Yeah.
1: Short and sweet. That's the way we like it. Yeah. But uh, you come down. We're at camp. Uh, we're getting ready for the super hunt. Mm. And Bobby come down to pleasure hunt with me tonight. We got done pleasure hunting and... Uh, Against his better judgment, I got him conned into sitting down here in front of the microphone.
2: Yeah, just, just for the record, as long as you promise to edit, out, edit all the stupid
1: stuff out, we're good to go. Well, your best bet is to not say anything stupid. <laughs> but uh, one of the reasons I want to sit down with you, and of course, we're, we hunted Trixie tonight, and you've had and are known for starting pups. And I get guys on here all the time that are winning world championships, and they're National champions and all that stuff but a lot of them aren't the best pup men. I mean to be honest and they know it too you know it's not something like they're they're hiding it you know but we get a lot of questions pup training questions how we do this, how we do that and me and you have been talking tonight while we've been hunting and of course we spoke before about some of the pups and I just kind of wanted to touch on that but uh, you know we can talk about a little bit of everything but let's start with Trixie. Trixie's one. Well she got one now, thirty thousand?
2: No, right at fifty.
1: Fifty thousand. Yeah. So you and Justin Caldwell on her together, right? Right. And you started her as a baby pup. I bought her.
2: You know, I at that point I had never met Jed. But I was obviously aware are you,
1: are you regretting it now? <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> I mean, be honest, right? That's right. This is the truth.
2: <laughs> so one one day I just we got a local Facebook page here and there's a trader pup on there four-month-old trader pup and of course I'd wanted one kind of yeah you know and thinking about Iowa well here's one in my backyard so I call a friend Wesley Roscoe who lived around the corner from that guy and anyway I went over there and looked at her and bought her and you know here we are yeah. six, six years later
1: yeah, she's, I guess they are that old now. Yeah, they?
2: she's, she'll be six in April.
1: They get old fast, don't they? Yeah. The good ones do. Yeah. The sorry ones, like Duds, it seems like they just linger around forever.
2: You know, I'd like to have those first three years yeah. back. but
1: Yeah, and we were those, talking about those, that. Those too. were good years. Yeah. Well, it ain't like she's been a slouch here lately. I judged her down here just three weeks ago, and she looked good two of those three nights, real good, and was in it at the very end to get some good competition, too.
2: Well, yeah. She, you know, the first three years of her life, she didn't need a break. She made yeah. her breaks, and now she needs a break. Yeah. You know, she needs a little luck. The coons need to be moving.
1: What What was she like when you first got her home at four months old? Wild was she?
2: Bad, wild. Like how bad? <laughs> like so. I'm a pretty clean freak. My kennels are always clean. Yeah. You know, so every day I take those dogs out, put them on a chain, clean their kennel, put them up, whatever. Every day for four months. She'd turn over, flip over.
0: <laughs> I mean, really?
2: Just just, just crazy. <laughs> well, to this day, she's still not real bright. But yeah. <laughs> it, you know, I, I accuse her of having to thinly breed. So it yeah,
1: kind of goes with the territory. Uh, look where she comes from. Yeah. You can't blame her.
2: Kind of goes with the territory.
1: When you started hunting, did you take her hunting immediately or did you give her a little bit to adjust? No,
2: oh, I, I raised her up and six months or so, like I do, I started showing her. Just a time or two, I will show a dog a cage coon. Yeah. I want the dogs that I start. I want them to know what you know the smell of a coon. I want them to know what they're after. you know yeah. I got friends who don't and then they're frustrated when dogs' trash, but anyway, there's no right or wrong way. It's just what I like to do yeah. so at six months old, I started I started showing her a cage coon just a few times and then started taking her along and at nine months old, she was singled out, yeah, treating her own coons and
1: did she uh those first night in the woods did you turn loose with some dogs i yes. assume does she always go hunting pretty yes. good yes
2: yeah, yeah. And from the first night yeah yeah
1: and that's a lot from what i've seen of a lot of the trader dogs she's out of ralph you know she's a grand pup to trader, and ralph reproduced pretty well we didn't breed him very much but it seemed like and trixie never trixie never seemed to do this yeah. uh they start running a tree and early they start early they're easy quick starters and then They hit a real bad lull where they want to stay on the ground too much from a year to two years. And that's usually when Finley gets good deals on them and buys them (laughs) back. (laughs) But Trixie never did really do that, did she?
2: No, but I I got to thinking, even Justin and I got to talking a while back, the first three years of her life, those those years were wet years. Yeah. And she never experienced a dry summer. Yeah. But like now, this past summer, I mean, it was worthless to take her hunting, really. You know, not only did age catch up with her and yeah. she's half sour you know and don't like to haul and all the things that, that we know the older dogs yeah some or most probably do but I, I don't know those first three years were a lot of fun
1: yeah when did you know you had something special
2: I, so the first time i met jed i went to the spring super steak and i met him there i went up to him and told him that i had a ralph puppy that i thought was pretty special and at that time she was probably 10 11 months yeah. old yeah yeah you know Getting close to a year old, but did she Jed, was just, she Jed was just,
1: act like he believed you.
2: No, <laughs> no, he blew me, he blew me off, jerk. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, this is the truth, and we kind of talked about it a little bit tonight. You know, maybe Jed has simmered down a little bit, in this yep. older age. But I never thought that Jed would be a guy that I would enjoy being around, and I absolutely enjoy him now. Matter yep. of fact he sent me a puppy down here the other day that he and i and Justin are going to be partners on so yeah, uh, yeah.
1: i know <laughs> he the first time i met him i don't know if you've heard this story or not i wanted to strangle this guy. yeah of course you know he was he shows up 10 minutes later he's going to buy my dog whether i liked it or not yeah. and i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that with him and you know like he already owned the thing <laughs> i said well i don't need the money i need the dog and then next thing you know 10 years later you know we're best friends and uh-huh. you know we're hanging out so i agree he's an acquired taste <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey uh he was down here a bunch you know this winter i guess this, this yep. fall for the long store and all the different he stayed and he came come over and hunt with justin and I, a time or two and it was it's always an adventure
1: it is <laughs> yeah it is i know so trixie was 10 months old then at super Stakes. And would her, the next year, would that be her first super stakes year?
2: We never took her till she did. was a junior. Yeah. And, and she went a lot of casts, never doubled up. You know, Clam took her the first year for farming.
1: Yeah, well, there's a problem.
2: <laughs> well, ja- <laughs> if Jason was here with us tonight, he would tell you he scored like 650 or something in early round, and that's the first time he had ever hunted her. Yeah. And he was probably a little confident. She left a tree or two or something yeah. late round, you yeah.
1: know. What a uh, was she always kind of tight on the ground? Yeah, tall tree type dog.
2: Yeah, two or three barks and tree. Yeah,
1: because yeah. I know some of them. Shock, for instance, was wide open when he was younger. Uh, Bella was wide open when she was younger. Scent barked quite a bit when she was younger. but as they got older, they just shut all that off. Yeah, but no. Trixie never did. No, do that, she though.
2: was always pretty tight.
1: What a uh, did you and Caldwell always own her?
2: No. Justin came you know Justin and I have been friends for a lot of years I remember when I was shooting horses on a ranch mm-hmm. the first time I met Justin he was working on that ranch and we've been friends since then and you know Justin's on and off yep. <laughs> you know of course his work schedule's crazy you know, he'll be is. in Taiwan for a year yeah, and then I here, him here for a, while a year back
1: and he called me back like two weeks later he goes oh don't worry I was in China yeah
2: no <laughs> he uh, during, it's funny during COVID like COVID comes from China yep. and Caldwell goes to China <laughs> right when it all started.
1: So. He's probably who brought it back, from te- brought it back to Texas. <laughs>
2: oh, that boy.
1: When did, uh, so how old was was she when Caldwell bought into her?
2: You know, she was starting to win You know, quite a bit and I'm never going to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm staying around Leon County, you know. Yep. This is just me. This is home. Yep. I'm a homeboy. So he come to me and he wanted to her in some hunts, so that's how that happened.
1: Yeah. Well, I know, because I'd heard tell of her. Uh, Jed had told me about her. and yeah. You know, she's real nice, she's real nice. And I never seen her go until the Lone Star 5000, or the, the uh, Lone Star shootout. Shoot yeah. 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 And I judged her in that uh, semifinal cast. Yeah. And I told Jed, I said, you know, that's a pretty dang good dog.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun, and uh what was neat about that, Ward and Weed, I, I, you know, I didn't, Justin hunted her, so I got it, I got it cast for that deal for Jed, you know, and, and semi-final, I I took Weed to a place that he'd win, he's won a ton out of the Rainbow Rainbow Ranch, I mean, he's probably won more money out of that ranch than anybody, and uh, Ward, Ward walked with us, and we had a lot of fun anyway, we got the text that Justin had won, you know, he had texted me that he'd won towards the end of that, and and them guys were just as happy for me as I was, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, no, and it's that's the way it is at them bigger money events. It seems like ninety nine percent of them, them guys are rooting for everybody else, and you know they're there to they're there to win. You know they're going to beat your brakes off if they yeah, get a chance. Yeah, right, right. But Trixie, when when you started her, and you seen you had something special, did you change the way that you did anything with her as far as you know this is a dog that could win a lot of money versus just just another good coon dog?
2: I wasn't smart enough, to <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I've fooled with hounds my whole life, you know. But the competition deals only about the last twelve years, yeah. probably. So she taught me a lot about what I what it what I needed, what it takes yeah. to win, you know. And obviously, there's a lot of room for improvement there. Yeah. And we're all looking for the next one, you know, but no i didn't do anything different i just hunted her
1: yeah what about what'd you have before tricks
2: uh probably the best dog that i had at that point was a little dog named Ree. justin hunted a dog named boomer mm-hmm. i don't know you remember that dog I think or think so, yeah. he, he was man he was a wild crazy blow out of the world kind of dog but whenever you got to him he had a coon you yeah. know so he he was a dog noah owned the dog noah powell owned mm-hmm. the dog justin hunted the dog and we bred a gyp to her, and Ree was a puppy out of that dog, and she was a real nice hound and matter of fact, I think if I had a dog because she was <laughs> hunter's strike dog anytime you wanted it, you yep. know, and never six was never going to get her if I had her now, knowing now you know if I knew that back then, she probably could have won a lot of money
1: what uh how would you even get started in the in the hounds at all
2: well, just I grew up with a boy and his dad had red bones, yeah and
1: yeah, i'm surprised that didn't break you
2: <laughs> well at that time we were we were kids you know and 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 you know johnny Petronella. you've seen yep. him at the Lone Star for yep. 100 years you know he's one of the founders yep. when we were kids he'd take us you know and back then we just it was just driving see a creek or something on the side of the road you just pull over and hunt mm-hmm. you know so uh, johnny was really mr lee and my friend butch and and johnny was probably responsible for this mess that
1: did, I'm your, a, did that I'm your dad big, or grandpa no, or uncles or anybody? No,
2: no, my dad tell the stories of coon dogs that they had when they were kids. Yeah. You know, but no, my dad never never took me.
1: Because East Texas, is and we've talked about that. We beat that horse to death on this podcast. It's such a unique place as far as the amount of houndsmen, how many good houndsmen there are, and because I mean, you look right around here. There's you and Caldwell and Joe and Cole and Clom and. I'm going to throw Chance Lynch in there and Chris Collins and all these guys that, you know, have wanted a really high level at a lot of different areas, and they're all just right here.
2: Yeah, it's a, there's, there's a lot of good houndsmen around here. And, you know, speaking of Chris, you know, we've been talking about puppies all night. You know, Chris is that guy. He yeah. He's always hunting his stuff, starting his pups, and does a really good job with them. Yeah.
1: What a... Uh, well, Jed's going to hear that. And he'd be like, I told you to turn your phone off. You always gripe at me. So I'm going to hit this on silence. Jed's <laughs> busy right now. Yeah, I'm sure he is. He needs to be hunting one of them dogs. I got to go down and win a truck, and I ain't got time to hunt one of them. My, my truck is full when I come down here. I got the pro sport hunt I got to get ready for. But what a how would you learn how to start the pups? Was it just kind of an instinct thing, you know, as you've been around dogs, as you got older and you seen what worked, or did you have any tutelage? <sighs>
2: Well, I'll tell you, I grew up in the racehorse business. Yeah. And my father-in-law was probably as good a hand as there was with young horses. You know, his specialty was two-year-old fraternity horses. Yeah. And, of course, I grew up before he became my father-in-law. Obviously, I worked for him as a kid, you know. And it's interesting. a A lot of the things that I learned from those horses, prepping horses, Pointing horses for particular races. Really? I, I still I still do that right now. Like when, when when I'm going towards a big hunt with Trixie, you know, yeah. I hunter. I hunter and Justin comes in and takes her to the hunts. But you know, I use some of them same methods that really? I learned early on in life, fooling with those horses and they translate right mm-hmm. on into these what's, dogs.
1: What's an example of that?
2: Well, just like in my in my opinion, this is just my opinion these houndsmen listeners this may think i'm an idiot but i don't think you can keep a dog at his peak for long periods of time
1: no i agree
2: so so what i like to do is let a dog after a big hunt let him have a little time off yeah and then build them back up and try to get them to peak whenever that hunt's going to be you know and the good thing about these hunts is we know when they're going to be yeah. right yep. it's not like going to an open hunt. oh well, i think i'm gonna run down here this weekend and hunt here
1: yeah
2: we know when the date's going to be so i you know i try to as far as you know, vitamins and different things. I try to get that dog to be peaked at that particular time.
1: Physically. Yeah. Physically. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I never really have thought about it. Of course, I told you tonight how much I hate horses. Yeah. Well, so.
2: men- <laughs> Mentally. I can't. That dog that I, that I have, there's no, no mental. When you're, if you when figure
1: you're, out the mentally part, well, let me know. When you're, I an, want you're know an idiot, too. you're an idiot.
2: So it, it is what she is.
1: Well, that is interesting, and I never really thought of it like that. Because what we do a lot of times is, and you're right, dogs are streaky. They're so streaky, <coughs> especially now that, you know, you look down here. It was dry all summer, and it's miserable hot down here. And how are you going to get a dog ready for an event like that? I mean, what our our theory is, let's just keep hunting them. The minute they get hot, let's find a hunt to go to. You know.
2: I- I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I just hunt all summer. I just keep yeah. hunting, you know. And sure, you get frustrated. It, it was bad, hot, and, and dry wild. here. It ain't rained forever, you know. So uh, it would have probably been smart to lay up, yeah. but I ain't real smart. I just, I like to hunt. Yeah. You know, I don't sit around the house real well. I'm a little bit ADD, a little <laughs> sketchy, you know. Uh, the boys, they always. Excuse me of being on the high speed chicken feed you know but <laughs> yeah. there's nothing that could be further from the truth but i'm a little high strung you know well uh, that's good though if you want to keep a dog in shape well i don't know sometimes you know we just keep grinding and keep grinding and i don't know that we make progress but yeah. whatever
1: what about uh do you have like a program that you use when you're just starting a pup do you have a because, I mean, I kind of do the same thing anymore with just about every pup I start.
2: I, I do, too. Everything's yeah. pretty much same kind of time. You know, obviously, some start slower than others. And as long as I'm seeing some of the things that I yeah. like, right or wrong, as long as there's some of the things that I like. and Like, I'm thinking about the end goal, you know. Can yeah. this dog get to where I want to get? And, like I told you earlier tonight, you know, I don't know how many puppies I have started since Trixie was a one year old yeah at least ten to twelve, yeah. and I', don't, I mean, there's not one of them at my house, you yeah. know, and some of them were decent dogs, right, like I sold some of them for decent money, but yeah. they're just dogs that didn't suit me, you know i wanna a a dog's gonna have to kind of be like my personality, he's gonna have to kind of get involved pretty quick, <laughs> he ain't
1: staying you know what uh you said that now that Trixie's in the hunts and you're seeing what it takes to win and she showed you that and so I assume the bar's been raised since yeah. her too Yeah, and that's going to affect you know the amount of pups that you keep yeah, and and it, sell and, is that
2: a good thing you yeah know? I think
1: I think it is
2: well if you want to win and, and we want winners yeah. you know um, i i like i like i like the guy handling the dog you know yeah. what i'm saying I, I think justin does a great job
1: no justin does a good job and, he got mad at me a couple times a couple weeks ago but other than that yeah
2: he uh <laughs> i asked him other night. i guess you hunted you judging three yeah. nights nice. i'm like oh, you get struck for more than a quarter ah damn josh he knows her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no he did i think he did strike for 50 one time and it <laughs> Pretty sure there was two dogs that sounded (laughs) a lot of like. I don't think it was her, but Uh, it wasn't enough to mine as (laughs) either. But you look at that, and Trixie's done all this winning. And did you have anything before Trixie that maybe had those traits, and you just didn't realize, you know, what you had at the time?
2: Yeah, Yeah. I didn't. It was. You remember the? Let me think a minute. I can't remember the name of the show. The. Anyway, the, the the point of the story of the guy that was, he was rehabbing bad horses, and the gal come up to him, she said, I, I heard you help people with horse problems. He said, no, I help horses with people problems. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and most of the, and still, I still make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. You know, I get a little heavy-handed at times, you know, but... I don't know. There's no, there's no right, to me. There's just no right or wrong yeah. way. You know, Josh. Well,
1: every dog's different.
2: Yeah, uh, and and you ask about the other dogs. Sure. I mean, the the dog was probably yeah. probably could have been a big winner. She's not a better coon dog than Trixie, but she was an automatic strike dog. Yeah. So you could get struck pretty good.
1: Was she good about being alone too, or did she uh, like to be in a well, crowd? Well, you
2: know, she would. She would gather up with them a little bit, and she's one of those that she'd, you know, get part of yours and all yeah. of hers, you know. And and even now, I think we talk about that a little bit tonight, too. Yeah. You know, my mind's kind of changing on that. And, you know, I, I want a dog to be by himself just because I'm a little slow, so yeah. it makes it a little easier for me to make those calls. But I'm not sure of the way country's shrinking, hunts are shorter, you know. I don't know. It might not be a bad idea to have one that might— party a little bit
1: no and i agree and we've we've lost some hunts here lately because the dog didn't want to get treated in a crowd out of the truck and misses even if they're not first you know they're missing in on 7500 125 points right there and you end up losing that cast by a quarter when it's all over said and done with too
2: i don't like winning that way but i've won a lot of casts with yeah the reed dog she would dang sure go in and get a quarter of your tree you know she'd tree her own too she didn't need any help but but back then, I didn't know yeah. about doing the things that you could help a dog solve some of that. You yeah. know,
1: And, I mean, sometimes I think we get to solving too many problems at once with these dogs, and we ended up creating more, too.
2: Well, that's, that goes without saying. You know, yeah. I remember when I was, Trixie was pretty young, and she, she had a little bit of an issue of listening. Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget Tate, Travis Tate. He, he told me, he said, man, leave her alone. But I wouldn't, yeah. and I didn't. But I also found myself at a point about a year ago where I had her so sour. She hated me. She hated hunting. Yep. She hated everything. Yep. You know, so now <laughs> uh, Justin, Justin will take her. He'll dump her on a hog. Yeah. Just run, <laughs> something to have fun, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. so,
1: <laughs> them trader dogs love them hogs. Yeah. They all do. Well, I ain't seen one that didn't yet. You know,
2: you know we got plenty of them here. So yeah, though.
1: that's a fact. So one thing I did want to ask you. When you got this new pup off Jed, uh, one thing about being a good pup man is you never have a hard time finding another pup when you're ready. Yeah. I mean, people will give them to you because they know that they're going to get a fair shake, uh, and that's not common. Uh, we don't. Everyone says why are your pups are so high. Why are your pups are so high? I'm like, well, if I found a good pup man, it would be a lot cheaper. And, as a matter of fact, it'd be free. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, what uh, what are you looking for? And then baby pups. You know, you get an 8, nine, ten week old puppy. Uh, what are some of the traits that you have to have and that you can recognize immediately? And what are some that are an absolute no-go?
2: Well, timid. I'm out. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not saying some of them dogs won't make it in some people's world, but I had a good friend in New Mexico, a horseshoe at the racetrack, Jody Roberts' is name. His daddy's name is Doyle Roberts. He went a million thoroughbred horse races. He's dead and gone now. He was a great man, great horse trainer, but he never made the upper echelon. But I asked him one day, I said, what is the difference in a class horse and a good horse? He said, a class horse can take the training. A good horse can't. Yeah. A cheap horse can't take it. A dog in my world has to be able to take a little bit of training. And yeah. I'm not going to whip on one a lot, but I want him to operate, you know, the yeah. way I want them to operate.
1: What, what about... Uh... Trait you gotta have, the hustle. Yeah,
2: the number one hustle. Like, like I, I got, I got a sister to Bonnie right now. Justin and I yep. do that. She's real accurate. She is just flies through the country, but she stays on the ground forever. And that's one trait that I don't like. But she's young, and hopefully she can <laughs> grow out of that. But I know that breeding, so I'm not sure she's well. <laughs> yeah, she you know, may,
1: she may be like that forever. You never know, but. Bonnie, Bonnie can light the scoreboard, scoreboard up sometimes. And yeah, I've seen her stay on the ground a little bit too long every now and then. There's my healer Bart. or something. Bow okay. again. Shut up.
2: Well, I'll tell you, my first, I met Zach, well, during the shootout. Yeah. I guided that cast uh, Strickland with Apollo. Chad Doolin was hunting Chris's ring dog. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, Wyatt Moaning had the hawk dog yeah. and Bonnie. Yeah. And Bonnie probably should have won that cast at night. She just got out of here and uh, she got out of here. And,
1: yeah. No, Bonnie's a good dog. I've yeah. seen Bonnie just tree the fire out of Coons, and I've seen Bonnie when you really needed to make a tree. Uh, one thing, like the night Kurt uh, got in the finals of the truck hunt, the pro sport truck hunt, uh, Bonnie was right there neck and neck with him all night, him and Whitey. But at the end of that cast, the wind was blowing real hard, and he had to cut, to be able to hear her again, he had to cut her right at Whitey. Yeah. And she wasn't having any of that. Yeah, no, going yeah. the other way. No, she turned around, went straight behind us, and out of pocket.
2: So I like that trait about this puppy. She wants to be by herself. Yeah. She hustles good. She don't make a lot of trees yet. She's 18 months old, yeah. 16, 18 months old. But when she does make them, they are got raccoons yeah. in them. So. Do you
1: think she's going to come out of that and make more trees?
2: Man, I don't know. I'm hoping so, because I really like her. Yeah. And that's a good thing, because if yeah. I don't like them, they don't stay.
1: So right. she'll stay a while. It's... One thing, it's just like this little pup I hunted tonight, I like her. You know, I've liked her since she was, and you know I don't keep females, but at six, seven weeks old when I'm watching that litter and I see how bold she is and how gamey she is and all this stuff, and I liked her looks and her mouth, of course, too, but I mean, just when you like one, you're going to give it that extra shake.
2: Yeah, and I think you and I had this discussion on that, too. You know, Jed sent me a (laughs) Harry, <laughs> you was with him that day. I met you out there at mm-hmm. Woody's. He unloads this dog. It weighed about 100 pounds. Yeah. Big <laughs> slobber, <laughs> yeah. Mouth, hammerhead. Yeah. No handle. Yeah. When, I, I really do like to raise my pups. Like I said, I got Trixie when she was four months old, but yeah. I like to raise them for yeah. baby puppies, really.
0: The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network is proud to partner with Cajun Lights. Cajun lights can outfit all of your hunting light needs. Everything from the high quality Rogaroo, super bright, super versatile. They've got a Bayou, which is a mid-range price light. And then one of my personal favorites is the micro gator. I use that for big game hunting, finding tracks, just uh, general use. If I need a light on my head, I'm grabbing my micro gator. I've looked for bear tracks in that thing, lion tracks, cat tracks coon hunting with it, hog hunting with it at night. I've even used it to work on the plumbing in the house. Super bright, super dependable. Everything that LW sells down there is high quality and the customer service is second to none. Every week I'm getting notifications that they're adding new items to their store. They've got briar-proof clothing coming out. They got a jacket out right now that's really nice. I put the best through the paces this last bear season and coon season couldn't be happier with that i can't find anything there that i that i don't like and i like dealing with lw nixon and cajun lights so check them out you can go to houndsmanxp.com you can follow that link to cajun lights right from our website check them out folks
2: like right now at my house I got a legs puppy out of Billy Sheeler's female yeah and then I got a a mason semen puppy out of Tom Frost's female yep. and uh I like I like both of them puppies you know you start learning them things around the yard you know little, little things that they do that you like or you might not like but I like both them puppies so if I like them they got a chance yep. at least
1: they'll get hunted you know what about uh, letting them run loose you, big, do, you yeah. a big proponent of that
2: yeah um like the dog Jed sent down, boy that works for me, I pay him to yeah. just. I told him don't even pay any attention, just let it run, dear. I don't, I don't care what he does. I just want to do something. You yeah. know. and and report back is that it's doing pretty good.
1: Good, good.
2: Yeah, but I do. You know when I when I listen to Kurt's podcast that mm-hmm. you did with him, you know, I mean, it sounds like that's the ideal deal with them dogs. Like I, I can't just let them run yeah. loose forever like that. The dog that. Jed sent me, the puppy that Jed sent me, it, it is running loose like that. But even yeah. at my house, they get loose quite yeah. a bit.
1: Because I know I'm, yeah, I want them to run loose. Because it takes so much uh little things out. You keep a dog in a pen, you keep it in the yard. I'm fixing to turn that one loose in the highway. But uh you keep it in a pen, you keep it in the yard. And little things, crossing fences, crossing creeks, little stuff like that. They don't know none of that. Yeah. And so I am a proponent of letting them run loose but also they get a lot of bad habits uh, you know and that's it's always something you can fix you know but I like to like I open my puppy pen at night when they're babies and then I put them back in in the morning and I'll do that quite a bit I, Jeremy's got the big running pen I'll let them loose out there for a little bit but I kind of like to be with them when they're loose
2: yeah um, I don't know I don't mind them being a little trashy yeah. you Start, you know those dogs will usually do something mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the ones that don't want to do anything that Not going
1: to be around very long. Bogan. Hush. Speaking of not being around very long, anybody (laughs) want to buy a red healer? (laughs) I may have one for sale. (laughs) He's in the crate next to us and bugging us about something. But no, puppy training, because you look at him, he's sitting here right next to us. uh, Bird dogs, uh, retrievers, all that stuff. We're looking at him the whole time. (laughs) A, A hound is the hardest Especially, and I'm not, I don't know, I don't have enough experience with the big game hounds, but a dog that's meant to just track and treat raccoons has got to be one of the most difficult things in the world to train.
2: To this day, it still fascinates me. Yeah. When I was 13, I think was the first time i ever went coon hunting with a dog. And it, at 13 years old, it fascinated me that a dog could smell a raccoon, put his foot, and figure out what tree he went to. Yeah. It's just, and to this day, I'm 54 years old now. And it still, I, I haven't never got tired of that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the reasons that you like to train pups is because you' love of the sport, obviously. And you, we were talking tonight as we was walking out. And, you know, I pointed at that little female. I said, "There's what I like. You know, that's what I like messing with." Sure, going and competing at these hunts is fun. Uh, going to cover them, going to do podcasts like we're doing right now. You know, all that stuff's cool. But there's nothing like raising a baby puppy from a weaned pup. To tree and
2: coombe and to and to see them start yeah. to get it, and when the light goes
1: on, yeah, yeah I wish that I wish that light would go on faster. Sometimes. Well, sure,
2: <laughs> sure we do, you know. And and you and I, we we know that we quit a lot of them too soon. That mm-hmm. I don't know. I gotta see. <laughs> I gotta see quite a bit pretty quick.
1: Yeah, we talked 12, about
2: 12, 14 months old. Well, I better be seeing quite a bit, or yeah. they're not gonna be around very long.
1: Do you want them? Because I told you, I said, look, if they, run, if because I, we, you, you're like me, we start our pups early. Yeah, you know that females just turned six months old. She's in the woods. Uh I was really excited about how she was a little gamey and she didn't like a coon and she was good. And she didn't go hunting as good as I thought she might, but I'm not too disappointed about that. But you know, when you watch them grow up and you watch them do all that stuff, there's a little something extra special about taking that dog to a hunt too. Sure, you know it's sure. not like when Jed just hands me the keys to rain or scent or something like that, you know, that's that's fun too, but it's not like doing it with your own pup.
2: Well, it's just rewarding. Yeah. You know, that's a there's something in the inside of a man that primitive maybe is that the right word you know i mean it's something wired in us yeah. i mean we're obviously we're not real smart right no. i mean we're walking around in the dark <laughs> our wires
0: are crossed yeah. is what they are i
2: mean <laughs> we spend our free we choose to spend our free time walking around yeah. in the dark like we're real bright right yeah exactly but, but i don't know it's it's rewarding it's some kind of payback i don't know it's just ai i've always been a pretty simple person you know yeah. it, it don't take a lot to please me i don't take a lot out of life i don't need a lot uh, A few more better dogs might not be a bad deal, but, (laughs) hey, we're looking for them. We're trying to get there.
1: Hey, why coonhounds? Why not bird dogs or stock dogs? Uh, You
2: know, I think if we had quail in our country. You know, when I grew up, when I was a little boy in this country, we had quail. My daddy had English pointers, and it was a lot of fun. But the quail are gone from this country. Fire ants, predators. Hogs. And I just think of Urbanization, you know, yeah. it's a lot of a lot of rural. Even here, it's getting harder and harder. You yeah. know, hunting country is getting harder and harder. So I don't know. I I, I I love a hound. I love to listen to a hound. You know, you and I talked about tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst thing about the trader dogs, they're boring to hunt. Trixie bores me to death. Yeah, sure. She trees a lot of coons, but I mean, two barks on a tree, and that's it. Yeah, you know. Nope. I like to hear a. I love that pup. You know that 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 wipeout pup. She she's yeah. fun to listen to. You yeah. know. I know sometimes a little too much listening to, but
1: <laughs> I know Trixie's first tree she gave what ten twelve ground bark?
2: Yeah, but the coon that she treed, I mean, yeah. what was she three quarters? Once yeah. she finally got treed, yeah. that, that wasn't one that, that was, she no, on for. No,
1: but you you told me you're like you know Justin's been saying she was she was giving a little more ground mouth that night at that cast, and I thought you know it dawned on me then. I'm like when that's a little too much ground mouth than you're used to, yeah. <laughs> then dogs are pretty tired.
2: No, she's tired. Yeah, she's tired.
1: <laughs> but no, it's not. And it, she's a t- prototypical trader dog. She's got the big mouth, the big locate. She don't use it much on the ground. Uh, she floated in there. She treated a couple of coons. She looked pretty good. I mean, tricks Trixie didn't make no mistakes tonight. No, no, she she's a she's a nice
2: hound. Yeah. Especially pleasure hunting, she's a lot of fun. Yeah. Other, other than not barking a lot, she's a lot of fun. Yeah. She don't like to go to the hunts. I mean, she'd rather not ever go to another one. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. She don't like it.
1: How do we? How do we? That's one of the myths that I, or one of the things that I just can't get figured out, is how to to bring these stale dogs back, and to how to keep them from getting stale. In the you first know, place. I'd love
2: to sit down, with Casey, yeah, and hear how he does it because yeah. he does it as well as anybody. Yeah. But when I think when, I, you know, like I said, I hadn't been
1: around forever,
2: but meltdown
1: meltdown was ruby ruby yeah meltdown and ruby though i think ruby like ruby don't get hardly pleasure hunted she's there's some dogs that i think and i think meltdown was one of them that just thrive in a cast environment and enjoy that part of it more than all the other stuff i'm just
2: trying i'm just trying to think of dogs their careers were yeah. really peaked out for a long yeah. period of time we well, look
1: at bone collector one late in his career uh but there's not a lot You know, there's most of them by the time they're five years old, six years old, they're starting to kind of fall off a little bit. And then, especially the trader line is notorious for that, other than the females. Usually, the females are okay. The males are all train wrecked by the time they're four.
2: I I do. I have had that thought a lot lately. Is is it a genetic thing? You know, that because, you know, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts with Jed, visited with Jed a lot. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them dogs. They burst on the sea, and they do a lot of winning, and then they're just kind of done. you know, I guess rain may be yeah. a little bit different
1: yeah rain chick. rain scent, Bella. I can those are the three females right there, but as far as winning late in your career on the male side, there aren't any hmm. I mean Dempsey maybe could have done some damage a little later in his career, but uh he didn't get hold much late, but you know they're just not uh they get they get a little rough, they get a little stale, they get a little sour, and a lot of it is how jed at that time Jed would just pick one and ride it till it died and then jump on his jump on his backup horse <laughs> you know and that, that was just the way we'd done it back then we had so many of them that could win at any point that and, we just ran through them all.
2: and and you know I'm not sure it's not a good plan especially like looking back now on her
1: yeah
2: you know Mitchum he always asked me "Oh, why when are you going to take her when are you going to take yeah. her you know like they all them guys come over and hunt with me Joe you know and that dog was training lots of coons, yeah. like <laughs> lots of coons. And my mindset was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect her young, yeah. And I'm gonna have all these years till she's seven years you old know. to be really good. I made you know, the same mistake just with wasn't, Con. Wasn't the case, you yeah. know?
1: I made that mistake with Con. I made it with Duds too. Uh, I've come to the conclusion now that from now on, the minute they get hot, I'm going to just take them everywhere they can go until they're not hot anymore, and I'm going to get a different one.
2: Well, you know, I, I mentioned my father-in-law earlier. I didn't understand it when I was a kid, but his men, his mentality and he, he would vocalize this. He's like, hey, when they're running, I'm going to run them. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. If you could get 10 outs out of a good two-year-old, good fraternity horse, you know, yeah. that'd be a lot, you know. And I never, I never wanted to run mine that many times. I yeah. wanted to protect them, you yeah. know, not him. He wanted to run them while they're running and <laughs> yep. then, then do the surgeries, take the chips out, whatever you needed to do. And then hopefully they'd come back for three-year-old.
1: Yeah. No, and see, I uh con one-year-old could have won at any level. uh con two-year-old could have won at any level. By three, he was starting to fall off. By four, you know, it was hit or miss. And by five, he was train wreck. Yeah. But I babied him. As a one-year-old, I, I went just enough to get his 101. I took him out to Super Stakes. I get in the semifinals and lose there. And then I'm not taking him to a bunch of week long hunts, or I'm not taking him to this. And I'm saying I'm just gonna wait till he's three or four and good and mature. But then, by the time I do that, he's blown up already. Yeah, you I, know. And I think of the money I could have won when he was hot, and Duds was the same way. You know,
2: live and learn. Uh, yeah. Get another young one doing really good, may hunt or more. You know, I don't yeah. know. Just see how it goes. And I
1: think some of them can just take it. Yeah. You know, there's some that can just take it.
2: Well, what's funny is about the young dog, uh, the little sister to Bonnie, you know. And Justin took her off for the first time, and he's like, man, this dog acts like an old dog. She hauls. It's just yeah. crazy yep. how intelligent. That's the thing about that dog that, that I've noticed. She is super intelligent, which n- <laughs> not many hounds that I've had lately have been that <laughs> well, That's because you know? you've been hunting training yeah. dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, so she's super smart. So you know, you asked me earlier. Do I think some of that stuff will get better in age? I think it will. Yeah. But time will tell, I guess. If
1: they, I mean, I, the way I see it, if a young dog that is not making a lot of trees really hates a coon and they're really hunting for coons, eventually they start gambling a little bit. <clears throat> you know, I think that's probably the route that dog's probably going to take.
2: Yeah, and I and I I think she will. Yeah. You know, I, I see on some better tracks she can move them a little better but yeah, I, I, guess, I guess at the end of the day you know hopefully at some point she'll learn what she can tree and what she can't and just quit messing with them bad tracks you yeah.
1: know yeah is that what she's doing most of the time think, she's on the ground in a I, bad track I, yeah I think so yeah well did it, did it get better when the weather got better yeah after it was dry yeah, yeah. yeah. cause I mean Last time I was down here before you guys got this rain here, well, they even were all at, bad. Even track. at the
2: long Star this year, it was still yeah, dry. Yeah, you know, it was still bad dry. Yeah. Lord, we're finally getting some rain now. You seen that tonight? Yeah. you know that slow we couldn't hardly really get across it. <laughs>
1: we about got west. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bobby, what advice would you give? There's a, there's a guy out there that, that he's struggling with the pup, or he just pawed a new pup, or he's wanting to get into it. What advice would you give him as far as getting that thing to the finish line, Lord?
2: Man, might not already take any advice from me, Josh. (laughs) I guess patience in some ways and not patience in other ways, you know. uh, This is what I believe. I believe if they got it and you expose them, I think at some point it'll come out. And if they don't have it, (laughs) you can whip, cuss, until Jesus comes back. And it It ain't going to matter. No, no. So. Just you know, I think consistency is probably the most important thing that I've seen yeah. in what I do. Uh, whether it's right or wrong, I think if you're consistent, I, I think sometimes dogs overcome us. Most of the times, yeah. dogs overcomes no, I agree us. With that. You know, it's just being consistent. That's yeah. the number one factor I think in starting pups.
1: And you touched on something too that you want to be patient, but not too patient. And that's a fine line between uh, going too far on a dog that's never going to make it versus. You know, and it just takes experience, I think, to see, you know, because just like uh this little female out here that you got, you know, that litter mate sister to Bonnie, you've seen something out of her. Yeah. You know, and so some people have an eye for that early, and some people it takes a long time to get that. Some people never get it.
2: Well, I, I have no doubt that I've quit a lot of them too soon. I yeah. have no doubt. But I don't have any regrets about it. Yeah. Because i'm a little add i'm a little high strung and i kind of like my dogs to be a little bit that way too you know so
1: i always said and i still don't i can't think i've never seen one that i didn't like at eight months old that i did like at eight years old yeah right i never have to this day when i when i'm around a pup and i say well i don't really like that pup too much and you know it goes on and five six years down the road and they someone still got it i'm like i still don't like it yeah ever. that's right
2: well well i was gonna say something i probably shouldn't say in there but there's a lot of them that probably still shouldn't be here you know what i mean yeah regardless no no I and agree. surely shouldn't be reproducing yeah so.
1: that's a fact <laughs> anyway but no i appreciate you sitting down bobby you got anything well, else to man, add man i've
2: had i've had a lot of fun coming over here i've always wanted to come over here to camp yeah i've wanted to come hunt over here
1: yeah, and you told me to drop you a pen. I thought, well, Bobby surely knows where camp is.
2: Well, I've been next door, you know, and yeah. was coming over here with Jed the other day. He was here with his new Fandango friends, yeah. a lot of them, and we didn't. Come, he ended up coming over and hunting with Justin yeah. and I. So i would never. I been know you here.
1: trespassed here one time. Yeah,
2: I trespassed here, <laughs> and Jed called me out on it. I was hunting the neighbor over here, and and we uh, got yeah. over here on Kevin, you know. So yeah. we texted him and. He said, sure, go get your dog. And I got a text, the next night, what are you doing on my property?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, Bobby, whether Jed likes it or not, you're welcome here anytime You want to come hunt? I know Kevin wouldn't care either. I think Kevin
2: would say that as well. Yeah. And Jed would, too. So we're all good.
1: Well, I'm renting the place this week, so you got permission this week anyway.
2: (laughs) Well, them boys are going to—the weather looks like it's shaping up good. I think the hunt will go off real well for y'all. Yeah.
1: We got the super hunt. This is going to air—people are going to hear this the night before the super hunt, so— uh, if you're listening to this podcast, go to the Joy YouTube channel for Saturday night and you're gonna get to see three of the best best dogs on the planet. You know, yeah, go I'm taking
2: a, I'm taking Scott tomorrow. He yep. called me today and I'm gonna yep. take him. He's gonna drop his dog a
1: couple times. Who's of your pick tomorrow. for the super hunt?
2: Man, I don't know. I really yep. don't know. I'd like to I'd like to watch it. I'm sure it's gonna be some coon training going yep. on.
1: I know uh, Echo got a sore foot out in South Carolina and he's been nursing that. And I know Tyler and Cheyenne are at each other's throats wanting to beat each other. They don't care. They said, I don't care if they get second as long as the other one gets third. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to air Monday night on the Joy YouTube channel. So you guys check that out. But, Good deal. Yeah. No, Bobby, I hey, appreciate you sitting down. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Thanks for bringing a coon dog over. For well,
2: that buck. I enjoyed the hunt always do. And I'm sure it won't be the last time. All
1: right. Okay, okay. buddy. Thank you, Bobby. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the truth on the Housman XP Podcast Network, and we
0: appreciate you listening.